From Olsen Entertainment Group, this is Who Wrote That Book, where we interview authors and learn more about their life and work. Fall in love with your favorite story and author all over again. I'm Laura, and on this episode, how David Pepper makes a democratic influence in his political career as well as in his writing career. So I did a little stalking and you have a really colorful career. You did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I noticed that during your uh, career as a politician, you were writing books as well. So yeah. how, did, how did you how did you balance the two? Sure. Yeah, I, I was I was uh, in office for a number of years. And then the irony is I started I started my first novel out of frustration about a lack of awareness of certain issues in politics. So I just, uh, some more time around 2012, I just started writing this book with the idea that, you know, maybe people would read the novel and also learn more about uh, this issue of gerrymandering, which is the drawing of districts. And um, it because of my full-time job and I had young kids born in 14 and 16, uh, the writing was a very much of a side activity that I would just poke away at every few days, you know, on the road or something. Um, I would, I would sort of dictate it. I would try and grab it in early in the morning. So it was very much of a side thing. And then, and then I over, it sort of took me a number of years to write that first book. Uh, but the first book also had some interesting, um, developments where it was all about a Russian oligarch rigging an American election. And so even though I, published it myself through a company in Ohio, and I, I didn't really do any of the traditional stuff because the book had such a um, similarity to what ultimately happened in real life, the book really took off. And so I just kept writing and now I'm on to my fourth book, but it really started as sort of a side, almost like, I just don't, I don't know why, I just, I, it's hard for me to remember when I decided I'm gonna write a book, but all of a sudden one day I just started writing one thinking that, you know, one of, one of my thoughts back then was, well, if John Grisham can write a book about a law firm and make it interesting, maybe I can write a book about politics because I know a lot about politics. And that's what led to the first book. And it really, you know, the, this, the, the notoriety of the first book is what led to uh, future books and ultimately, you know, a, a major publisher, Putnam, uh, buying my last two books. Wow, that's so cool. That's so cool. It turned, you know, uh, from a side hobby to a bigger, bigger projects and bigger, yeah. bigger pathways and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I was fortunate. I got a ton of rejection letters in that first book, you know, like a lot of authors, but I just kind of kept writing because I knew I had the story I, to tell. And that would be my advice to any budding writers. You're going to get rejected. If you're not, our, if you're not somehow on the inside, you're going to get rejected left and right uh, by agents, by publishing companies. But if you have a story to tell, just keep writing it. And Maybe hundreds of people read it and they like it, or maybe it gets bigger, but, and I didn't have a goal when I wrote my first book of, I didn't know why, I don't even know why I was writing it. I didn't really have a plan of where to go with it, but I just felt like I had to write this story and that sort of, it just kept going from there. And it's, I've been fortunate that, that people responded to that one and is, they've kept reading everything since. 
Did you yeah. um did you always know that you wanted to be a writer in No. I, I mean I, like I, I so I'm a lawyer <laughs> and I was always, you know, I would write law review articles and I was always a, I thought a good lawyer, a good writer as sort of a nonfiction. I also had done journalism. So I wrote, but no, I ne I honestly never had written creative writing. But even going way back, I never did. So it was sort of random when I decided I'm going to write this book, but I was very determined to write it again amid all this other stuff. And I just kept, kept going. So no, I wouldn't have said that in the, I wouldn't, you know, if you had told myself in 2008 or something, Hey, you're going to write novels. I would have said, no, that's not going to happen. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed it. I wanted to ask when you were writing books in office versus currently you're not in office, correct? Mm -hmm. So how yeah, I'm not. I'm not in a full-time political job, which right. is helpful, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I noticed. Did you find it easier to write this book compared to your other books, since you have the time and more time, I guess, things like that? You know, this book, I most of the time I was writing was when I was still. I was chair of the Democratic Party of Ohio. I wrote this kind of like the other books, kind of on the side amid that very busy job. But since 2021, I teach at, at, a, at the local law school here, but I haven't had one of these crazy political jobs that eats you up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, you know, in the meantime, I've, I've since that, which since I left that full, that political chair job, I've written two books basically in two years. So yeah, it's a lot, it is easier. I mean, the people who literally make a living out of writing books, you know, I'm not saying it's easy because it's always hard to write a book, but when you have the time to dedicate to it every day, it just, it's so much more efficient than if you're trying to, you know, get a chapter in, in between raising kids, doing your day job, building hours if you're a lawyer. Because oftentimes, you know, the first thing you do when you look at your, your draft is you go back to the draft from before and you end up spending half your time editing from before. And unless you have enough, unless you were writing every single day, you're kind of not making progress. So it definitely like, you still have writer's block, you still have challenges. But once writers are at a point where that's all they do, I think, yeah, you could be much more efficient and productive than what I was doing for years, which was kind of sneaking in an, an hour in the day when my kids were napping or I wasn't, you know, giving a political speech somewhere. That's definitely a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of always picking up from where you were, remembering where you were going with it, et cetera. And, and you know, writers have different styles. I don't have some massive outline that I'm working off of. It's more coming from my head. So it takes a while to get back into the space where you were the last time you were writing. So yeah, it's it's definitely, the, and this is most authors, very few authors are making enough money from writing that that's all they do. And I think it's a lot harder when you're squeezing into the million other things you're trying to do to, to live your life. To kind of um, get deeper into a simple choice which is, congratulations, I haven't even said this yet. It came out today, correct? Yeah, the today's so the So exciting. <laughs> yeah. um, how, so you, you you said you've written four so far? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have a nonfiction book out too, but this is my fourth novel, yeah. Fourth. Did you, do you plan on writing more than? Yeah, I actually almost more? finished with the fifth one. I'm oh. literally in the final. Oh my gosh, that's so drafters. cool. That is so, so cool. So. When you're writing, when it comes to like plots and conspiracies and stuff in your book, how do you map them out? I feel like that's really hard and it can get complicated, you know? That's a great question. So I, as I mentioned, some writers, and I've read all sorts of books on writing, they're very dedicated to the need for an outline. And I just can't do that. 
my, and this is, I th I've read a lot of writers who say this, like I'm going to say it. My brain is not really firing away on developments of the book unless I'm actually writing the book. And that's when I'm really stewing. And that takes me a while to write that first draft because I'm stewing with where the plot would logically go. And I, I have a basic concept. And in this book, I had a basic concept. And it was this question of, you know, what, what will we all do? And this is the simple choice reference in the book. What would we, the title, what would we all do if we were given a chance to save a loved one who was ill or worse? And that was the book, that was the, that was the notion that drove the book. And I did research on this recent technology called CRISPR that some of your listeners may know about. That's, mm -hmm. it's all about this incredible progress in terms of dealing with cancer. And the research is pretty amazing. That's what I knew when I started the book. Nothing else. I thought, I'm going to write about that. I have this hook. I have this concept. And I'll make it political because that's what I know. But other than that, I just started writing and it just goes from there. Now, when you write that way versus an outline, the editing process becomes really important because a lot of your writing, you're almost writing to get through in your mind the plot. So, of course, you got to go back and get rid of the things that either are too much or didn't. So the writing is literally my way of thinking. And so if I just sat here with a piece of paper and tried to outline it, that's not, it wouldn't work for me. So I'm all about, you know, one other way that someone described it, and I, I think about this way too. Another way to think about it is you got a bunch of characters and you know who they are, you describe them, you get to know them better. And then you're almost sort of in your mind imagining, well, how would these, you're sort of throwing them into the middle of an arena and how would they interact? And in a way, as a writer, you're describing what, that feels like to you realistically. So that's why for me, it's less of a controlled outline-y process and more about as you're writing, how do things realistically evolve? And one of the things I try and do in my books, I never want to have a reader, especially someone who knows politics, think, oh, that would never happen. That's ridiculous. So I'm very dedicated. And this is one reason I think some of my books have happened to parallel real life. I'm very dedicated to every step must feel realistic as opposed to some crazy development like you'd see in a movie or tv that just really isn't real and that's the other part of writing is is and that's when i'll that could be a moment where i i wouldn't call it writer's block but where i'll struggle you know i'm at a point what would what would be something here that would actually realistically happen and uh how do i take it except and sometimes that becomes a, a block i need to get around some obstacle i put my main character in a corner how would they get out of it in a way that's realistic etc cetera, etc cetera. So I'm much more of a free, I'd say almost a free form than I am some some robust outline that I'm just working from. That's really cool to hear because, you know, just interviewing and talking to different different authors and stuff like that, it's really interesting to hear their process because everyone is different yeah. and how they think through writing a book and how they just create everything. So that's so interesting. That's so cool. What um What helps you finish a book? Like what motivates you you know what's funny is at the end a lot of the harder writing is the the, be the beginning i'm like okay i know where i'm going the middle of and you hear this a lot so much an important part of the book is the middle like how do you get it to continue i mean you want as an author a literal page turner you want people to keep turning the page and the middle of a book i think is where the greatest risk is that it starts to drag and so that middle is, I think, the slog where you really have to be picky as a writer. Is this really, is every page moving? And if it's not, 
you're going to lose a lot of readers. Once I get to the end, again, going back to my process, I kind of know at that point where it's going. And so the end actually comes kind of quickly. Um, the aha. And, and then sometimes I'll think about a twist or two that I want late as I think about it. And normally I'm pretty picky. Oh, that didn't quite go far enough. I want something that takes the reader by surprise, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, like, the, but that, but going back, the middle part is the one that's like more of the, you just got to get through it. The end for me, like a book, a lot of my books, I think they they read like they write. The end really picks up in writing, but then here's the key. The editing is the key. Having it be clean, making sure you're developing your characters enough, making sure you're developing your scenes enough, making sure you're getting rid of the flab that, that basically was your crutch to get through the writing. And, and so it's funny, a lot of people complain about editing and their editors doing this. To me, editing is this very cleansing process. And every good change, you actually feel good about. Oh, God, that chapter's so much better now. Or I added some tension that didn't exist. Or, man, that character's better. So, like, editing in a weird way is kind of fun. Like, once I'm done with the first draft, I'm now excited to go back through and really fine-tune the whole thing. And so, in a way, that's sort of the end is all of that editing, rounding out loose ends, again, getting rid of things that really weren't necessary. That part is almost like, it's sort of like you're taking a, a, a nice warm bath, like you're really cleaning things up and it feels good every time you do it well. I love that nice warm bath. <laughs> it's a little bit descriptive, but it, 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 it <laughs> know, is it's this, great. It's feeling of like you're doing, you're cleaning it up, like mm -hmm. it feels good to clean it up. Definitely, definitely. You feel like a, a different person when you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, when, because, you know, you're you're a really busy guy. When you're not writing, what are you doing? Like, what do you do for fun? You know, I, I will say, again, my books are kind of written for all readers. I try, even though I've, I've been political, I don't want to have a book that just feels like a political diatribe. So, but, but in my day job, you know, I'm actually, to be honest, very concerned about the state of democracy in our country. Mm -hmm. uh, so I spend a lot of time advocating, writing, talking about, and my books get into this to some degree, by the way, that that's right. again, why I started writing the first one. Uh, I also teach election law, voting rights at the law school, University of Cincinnati. Uh, I'm a very active dad. Uh, I was at that. I'm a very active father of, you know, take my kids to school every morning. I do a lot of this sports stuff. So it's a mix of writing, speaking, teaching, uh, and being a, a dad and husband. Um, and a little bit of, you know, trying to stay in shape. So that keeps me pretty busy. But I, I'm, I speak on a Zoom call or in person, you know, a few days a week somewhere about democracy as well. Wow. That is so and I'm cool. at social media. I use social media to to do a lot of my advocacy. So, I'm you know if anyone's on Twitter at David Pepper, they'll see that I'm quite active there as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Who Wrote That Book, featuring David Pepper. It was so cool getting to know him and learning more about his writing process. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. You can visit his website at davidpepper.com to learn more about him and his other books as well. You can also follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, which are all linked in the description of this episode. Follow us on Instagram at who wrote that book to be updated with upcoming episodes, behind the scenes, and more. Share the love. 
as always, and leave a review. It helps me know what you guys are thinking about the show, and it helps us to be easier to find on all streaming platforms. We'll see you guys later on Who Wrote That Book, hosted by me, Laura. Thank you.